Happy Sabbath, everyone. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Let us stand as we usher in the Holy Spirit today as we sing Sabbath rest. Happy Sabbath, everybody. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Good morning and happy Sabbath, everybody. Amen. You may be seated. God is good. And all the time. And he is truly worthy to be praised. It is a privilege and an honor 
to be able to stand before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. We serve a God that is able to do all things yes. but fail. Aren't you glad that we serve a God that can do all things but fail? Have you ever failed at anything? Have you ever messed up something? Amen. Have you ever started out something and you looked at it and you said, oh, my Lord. We serve a God that makes no mistakes, that can do it all. I'm so blessed tonight to know that that kind of God loves me and that he cares for me and that he watches over me. Dangers seen and unseen, how he covers us and cares for us. And in spite of ourselves, he looks beyond our faults and he sees exactly what we need. And he gives that to us. Don't give us what we deserve. Oh, Lord, if he gave us what we deserve, these, the mic will be preaching to the chairs. Because none of us will be here. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but I'm so glad and honored to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning to give God praise, to honor his name. This has been one week. Amen. Um, this has been one week, but I tell you, we serve a God that is able to, who thought enough of us to set a day aside for us to reflect on his glory. And not just to reflect on his glory, but to even take our minds off of Monday. Take our minds off of Tuesday. Some of us had a rough Tuesday. I want to encourage you to let God engulf your thoughts today. Some of us, our Wednesday, our Wednesday, we call that hump day. Amen. But that was a big hump. Some of us, that hump is still. We still <laughs> Some of us are Thursdays. But God said, listen, I'm going to give you something where you can put all of that to the side. And you can just home in on me. And so I'm so blessed and honored to be able to stand before you today to give God praise, honor, and glory. And just to magnify his name. Listen, I do have a a few announcements I do want to share with you today. I'm going to start from the bottom of my list and work my way up to the top. And so I want to just welcome everyone here today. Amen. Those of you who are viewing online, we want to welcome you. We ask that you go ahead and just share your page, share your link. Let everybody know that Tabernacle of Praise is in the house, that we're in full effect. Go ahead and and let them know that you're here. You don't want them to miss this blessing today. We don't want to be selfish, amen? That's right. So even you in the, in the house, I give you permission to take out your cellular devices. Well, <laughs> oh, I said that word, didn't I? Go on and take them out and let a family friend or a, a co-worker or even that person that rubbed you the wrong way on Monday, let them know that we're in the house today, amen? Go ahead and let them know that church is in service, amen? So we want to welcome you. We give God praise and honor for you. I understand that we are celebrating birthdays this week. Not just this month, but this week. My sister celebrated her birthday on the 18th. Amen. I dare not say her age. Amen. Um, but we did celebrate her on the 18th of May. I know there was... Brother Bobby, are you in the house? Yes. I believe he's celebrating the birthday today. Is it today, brother? There he is. Happy birthday, man. Amen. God is good, looking good, too. Keep doing what you're doing, amen. Amen. God is good. So we celebrate Brother Bobby today, our faithful deacon who's on the post. We also want to celebrate David, amen. Brother David is in the back back there. And, 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 and guess what, y'all? He's on his post. Come on, somebody. He's on his post. 
So we celebrate you today. And also, Sister Angela Graydon, we celebrate her. She had a birthday. Was it? When was it? Yesterday. Yesterday. I'm almost feeling some kind of way with all these birthdays, but I'm going a, I'm to a hold on because August is coming. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so we celebrate you on, as you celebrate your birthday. Um, we know God has been good to you, so we just... We do thank God for you. Um, also, we do want to remind you that on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, um, where we normally will celebrate or, or we will meet for our prayer meeting on the phone line, um, we'll be meeting on the um, Central States Conference web um, page um, or our Central States Conference YouTube page. Um, every month, once a month, um, we meet to have our abide. This is where all of the conference churches and family we meet on the last Wednesday of the month, and we come together and we celebrate um, prayer meeting as a family. So this Wednesday will be that time where we will all gather on YouTube um, with the Central States Conference, where there'll be where we'll be having our celebration um, this Wednesday. Also, we want to encourage you as today. Um, this is a very special day. We want to um, celebrate Christian education. Um, and so we're asking, um, as when we move to our giving portion of our service, that you will put a little extra in for Christian education. Um, we want to support our, our youth. We want to support Christian education. And not just our youth. We have some adults that are attending Christian schools as well. Um, and so we want to support Christian education. So we encourage you, um, that, and when the giving portion comes, um, that you will mark your envelope for Christian education. Lastly, um, I think we, we do have an update. I thought I heard it running um, from the media. Um, do we have that slide ready or that video ready? If you can turn your attention to um, the screen, um, we have an update from our president. Yeah, you, you, you could. Happy Sabbath, Central States Conference family, and welcome to the update. We hope that each of you are doing well. Family, here are and a few welcome to the update. That we would like to share with you today. First, that each some of you, you may well. already know, but others may not. Our that Central States Conference Vice President for Finance, Tanya Anderson, has resigned. We want to. Kelly Paris, our associate treasurer, Jonathan Green, our senior accountant, working together to sure we are so thankful that Mr. Fitzwerling, her Central States Conference family, at this time of transition. We want to share.
at this time based on the deadline in your If you have meeting or in business meeting put in place will warm water uh, staying at home if you're not feeling well on that particular Sabbath morning those kind of things will still continue at all Central States Conference churches thank you Chris now, we need to let you know that our finances are tight. In the month of January, we experienced a negative 10.79% decrease in time. Then, in the month of February, we had a 5.42% decrease in time. Uh, year to date, we have a minus 22.91% now, we've already talked to the pastors, who I know will be talking with you a bit more in depth. We've had tough financial times before, and we have always, as a conference, risen to the challenge. And I know we will do the same now. And so we're asking everyone, please be faithful and give so that God's work can continue to move forward. At the office, we are tightening our belt straps as well. Uh, and we're going to continue to pray for a mighty move of God on behalf of the Central States Conference. Remember, we have a mission to the heartland of America. And we want to be faithful to what God has called us to. Thank you for your help in advance. Amen. Amen. Camp meeting 2022, Chris, this is it. Yes, sir. June 3 through 5. This year, we're celebrating 75 years of ministry right here in the Central States Conference. Yes, yes, 75, the diamond anniversary uh, of us being a conference. Our theme this year is forward. While we remember our 75-year history, we want to continue to move forward into the future as we await Jesus' imminent return. Hey, we need to tell you about our power-packed speaker schedule. Mm. Friday morning, early light, will be uh, Pastor Latoya Hazel Asim. She's at the seminary, but she will start us off on Friday morning. And then uh, later on on Friday morning, when we get to our morning worship time, uh, we will have none other than our youth director, Pastor Carsten Rogers and Pastor O'Shane Winter. There will be our speakers for that hour. Yeah, and then at noon, we're doing tag team yeah. at noon. We have another powerful set of speakers, Pastor Greg Fontes and Pastor Marcus Larivo, that will be our speakers. They're going to be doing a preach-out. And so listen, guys, you're not going to want to miss this. Yes, it's going to be good. Then on Friday night, that is our multicultural night, yes. Pastor Bernard. Uh, our speaker will be Pastor Roger Hernandez from the Southern Union. And we're looking for all of our uh, people from all over our conference, red and yellow, brown, black, and white, Hispanic, Latino, uh, African, uh, African-American, everyone to be here on that uh, evening. Saturday morning, Pastor Freddie Russell, you're not going to miss yeah. it. A power-packed, powerful preacher. And we'll be having our ordination service yeah. as well. 
And listen, something's happening in the oh, evening. Oh, man, in the evening, we have none other than gospel recording artist Anita Wilson. Anita, she was going to be in. Jesus will. Jesus will. She's going to be in concert on Saturday night at 6 o'clock. You can't afford to miss it. Hey, Family Olympics is back. Family Olympics is back. And that's going to be taking place on Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. You don't want to miss this camp meeting. Bring your teams out. We're going yes. to see who's going to bring home the trophy. Yes, yes, yes. And we just excited uh, that the Lord has blessed us to see this moment. Uh, and we are looking forward to you being in attendance in person at the place for camp meeting. And we're asking for a special camp meeting, a 75-year anniversary camp meeting offering this year. Yeah. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about sure, that? Sure, sure, sure. So back in the day, those of you remember, we would bring our special camp meeting offering as churches. Now listen, based on our financial position, based yes. on the tightening of our belts, we want to bring this old tradition back. And we believe that you can do it. We have already sent out a special camp meeting 75th anniversary love offering uh, to your pastors. They will share more with you at the local level. This is going to take care of the travel for our pastors and the food and the speakers and the concert and the Olympics and all the things that we have planned out. We have five tiers. Yes. Five tiers, Mr. President, that we believe our churches can do. We have 1,000 to 2,500. We have 750 to 999. We have $500 to $749. We have $250 to $449. Uh, we have we have $100 to $249. So there are five tiers. And you don't have to stay at your tier. You can bump up. Uh, and you can give because we believe God wants to bless us as a conference as we seek to finish the work here in Central State College. Listen, everybody. Please help us. This has been the update. Have a great morning. Amen. Amen. Again, we thank God that we're able to uh, participate this year in our camp meeting um, to be able to celebrate what God has done for us these last 75 years. Um, and so we know that God is going to do miraculous things. Um, so we want you want to encourage you to give we want to encourage you to support. And I'm not sure who's planning on going, but if you want to be a part of the family Olympics, I just encourage you to dust your shoes off, get your, get your t-shirts ready, get your, get your stuff together. Um, I'll be on the sideline watching, um, but I just want to encourage you. I just want to encourage you to, you know, that I'll be there. I will definitely be there. Um, but we thank God for our conference and what is going on um, and what we're doing here in Central States. So again, we thank you so much for what you've done. Let me just offer a word of prayer as we move right along into our, our service. Father God, again, we are so thankful. And we honor you, O oh God, for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. And we do give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Um, and so as we gather today, um, we do invite your presence to come um, to take total control over this service. Thank you for those that have made it here safely. And we pray for those that are on their way and we thank you for those that are online we pray your hand upon them as well forgive us again of our sins we do pray in jesus name let the people of god say amen and amen again
Lord, it was you. Oh, yes. yes. Who through all I have gone through, Lord, it was you. It was you, yes. it was you, pulling me through. Yeah. It was you, Lord, it was you, pulling me through. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Sing it again. Through all yes. I have gone through. Lord, it was you. Teresa. 
walk out on you. All right. yeah. No, never. No, never. He'll never walk. He'll never walk out on you. No, never. No, never. Come on, help us sing a group. Never walks out on you. Yes. 
Hallelujah. No, never. As we gather our hearts, as we gather our thoughts, as we approach God's throne, as I stated earlier, it's a blessing to know that we serve a God that will never leave us, nor will he forsaken us. But he's always there working, always there watching. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's hard to wrap our minds around what's going on in the world and even in our own personal lives. But I'm so thankful that God sees everything and, and that he's in control of all things. And I can, if you will, sit back and, and just ride this thing out knowing that I have someone that will not run me over the cliff, will not run me off the cliff, will not leave me hanging on the edge of the cliff, but he'll be right there with me every step of the way. And so as we gather our thoughts, let's remember those that are bereaved. Let's remember those that are sick and shut in, those that had a desire um, to be here today, but uh, for whatever reason wasn't able to make it. But we are here today um, as we are um, to magnify him, to bless him, and to honor him. Uh, let's remember those that are um, struggling financially. I know that's across the board, um, but we still want to remember those that are less fortunate, those that are incarcerated. There's just so much happening with the war going on over in Ukraine and the issues that's going on, even with our own conference and our own, our own church, our own, our own homes, and even in our own personal lives. There's so much happening. So as we gather our thoughts, as we approach God's throne, let's remember that we do serve a God that have us and we can trust him even when we can't trace him. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, we're so honored to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Yes. Again, God, as always, when we come, we take nothing for granted, but we come with bowed heads and humble hearts, realizing and recognizing that you are the creator of all things, that it wasn't the sound of the alarm clock that woke us up this morning, it wasn't the robust of the wind that was blowing outside of our window pane. It wasn't the creaks and the crevices and the sound of the house settling that woke us up this morning, Father, but it was your grace and it was your mercy. And it was because, Father, you looked and you saw something in us that moved you in such a way that said, I want to bless them today. I want to do something mighty in their lives today. Uh, uh, somebody wasn't privileged this morning. Somebody didn't have this opportunity this morning, but it's not like they did not have. But Father, today is a new day. Today is a new day of mercies, a new day of being thankful, a new day of gratefulness, a 
new day of recognizing just how mighty and how powerful you are uh, to continue to love a sinner such as us to not do what you should do and wipe us all out but but father there is something about the name of jesus uh, that keep us in the midst of the troubled waters there's something about the name that holds us when it seems like being held on to is is unbearable but father as we look back over our lives and as we recall those moments when we should have drowned when we should have ran off the road when we should have been left behind we see your presence we see those footprints in the sand we see you jesus and we want to say thank you thank you this morning for loving us thank you this morning for dying for us thank you god for just being who you are in spite of us oh god you say love on us anyway you bless us anyway you do what you do not because of our sweet smelling perfume and our colognes is not because of our zip code or some geographical location but it's because of who you are your nature oh god we thank you oh god we bless you this morning god we give you praise we give you honor for just being who you are in spite of all of this stuff god if you never do anything else for us again god you've done more than enough angels have not angels oh god you've done more for us and so we bless you today oh god we give you praise today father so we're here to lift up the name of jesus we're here oh god to bring back those days of yay and nay when we complain this seat away when we can worship you in the beauty of spirit and in truth to call on your name we have the freedom to do that today oh god because we understand and recognize that there will be a time we will be persecuted and we will be ridiculed and even the loss of life when we call on your name so we want to take advantage of it we want to say jesus today we say jesus oh god because we can say it today oh god jesus in the name jesus is your name worthy is the lamb of god that was slain before the foundation worthy is your name god and so we bless you today for just being amazing to us for just being so awesome to us oh father we honor you today there were those that had a desire to walk into your tabernacle there were those that had a desire oh god to come into your presence oh god but while they're not here, oh God, they're online. And so we say, Father, touch them today. Go by their home right now, oh God. Touch them, be it in the kitchen or the bedroom. Be it in the living room or in the dining room. Wherever they're at, God, we ask that you will touch them right where they are. Let them know that although they're not here, Father God, you're there. That's the most important thing. While they long to be here, Father, we wish they were here. Father, we ask that you will cover them in a very special way. There are those, God, that are battling with sickness in their body. Some have had a good report. Some has had a not-so-good report. But either way, the coin was flipped, oh God. You, the coin, oh God, and we thank you. So no matter which way it landed, because you're the coin, oh Father, it doesn't matter. Be it heads or be it tails, you're still good. And you're still worth more than anything. So we bless you today, oh God. We honor you, God. So bless our sick and shut in. Be with those today, oh God, who are incarcerated. Those, Father God, that are locked up. 
We ask that you would just do what you do. Because somebody is in there still holding on to their faith. Somebody somewhere, Father God, is still trusting that you're going to make a way out of their unbearable situation. So, Father, we pray for those individuals. We ask that you will cover and keep them. Father, we have members that have pressed their way out here today. Some are still wrecking pain in their body, but yet they chose to walk up those steps. They chose to take up a place in the seats. They've chosen, oh God, to come here anyhow in spite of their mind saying no. In spite of their body saying, oh no, 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 let's just take a day off. They're here today, oh God. And we bless you for that in the name of Jesus. So Father, again, everything we say, everything that we do, we do to bring honor and glory to your name. Not by power, nor by might, but by your spirit, said the Lord. So do what you do today, God. Shake us up, God. Have your way right now, God, that when we leave this place, that we will not leave here the same way we came, but we will leave here with a newfound love for the things of God. Blessing you in the morning, blessing you in the evening, um, praising you in the noonday. Um, no matter what happens, oh God, um, come hell or high water, God, we're going to hold on to your unchanging hand. So we honor you. We bless you today. Thank you for this awesome uh, a praise team, this choir. Thank you for the musicians. Lord, Father, God, we're blessed. We're highly favored. And again, God, we take nothing for granted. So do what you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God all over the building say amen, amen, amen and amen again. you all to repeat after to respond to me and I need to hear you the people outside in the street need to hear you God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. he is so worthy to be praised and that's what we're up here to do today is give God some praise for his goodness today we haven't done the appropriate thing by Kennedy and I need to apologize to her profusely but but she is a, well let me share the story with you so around last November, December, I started thinking we really need to get the children, the young people involved in stewardship. We need to be training people. It wasn't me, it was the Holy Spirit. Me personally, I could just do what I do and keep it moving. But the Holy Spirit was like, we need young people involved. Right. And so I was thinking, who can do it? You know, who would do it? Of course, I'm thinking who would do it the way I want it done. That's what I'm really thinking. But I had to give that up and just say who would do it. So as I was sitting down minding my own business, as I always do, yes, yes, definitely, I always mind my own business, nobody else's, and so I saw a young lady walk past, and it was Kennedy, and the Holy Spirit said, ask her. Now, forgive me, Kennedy, this was a stereotype, and I was like, she's a teenager, she's going to have a bad attitude, she doesn't want to come up here and talk to people, 
So I said, um, Kennedy, um, would you like to join the stewardship? Yes, yes, I love to. I will, I will be happy to. I, oh my God, oh my God. She made her excitement was so exuberant. She was just, it was the excitement that only a young person will have. Kennedy, God has called you to inspire each and every one of us to become the best stewards that we can. And your job as stewardship youth director is to assist the house of God as well as society in general, help each of us to develop our talents to the best of our ability to live healthful lives and to dedicate each of our treasures to the worship and to the praise of God and his holy service. And you're called to develop a ministry that is going to draw others to Christ, men, women, and children, just as you exemplify him in your own personal life. So... Together, Lee and I are going to make a promise to you, Kennedy, because you have stepped up and decided to do what many people don't want to do, and that serve as a, on the stewardship, lead, the stewardship team. So, Kennedy, we, we promise to lead with love, educate, educate with, with kindness, and, and assist you, Kennedy, with compassion, thoughtfulness, and with honesty. Now I would like to offer a blessing that God will be with you in all that you do. Loving Lord, we ask that you look down upon your daughter Kennedy. We ask that you bless her with the desire to serve you, with the intellect to serve you, with the imagination to serve you, that you will direct and lead her path to be a lighthouse to everyone that she meets, that you will give her wisdom, that you will give her joy in doing her service for you, and that you will bless all of her efforts, dear Lord, and crown her with success. In your precious name, amen. Amen. Now, parents, we thank you for allowing your child to be a part of this incredible ministry. We ask for you to pray for her as you know that she is directly stepping into the crosshairs of Satan and by taking on this ministry. We ask, parents, that you will continue, and we know you're already praying. We know that a young person will say yes to stewardship is a pray for a young person. So we only ask, Kennedy, that you continue to, our parents, that you live before her as godly parents, which we already know you're doing, mm -hmm. but that you will give a little extra push towards her as she serves God in this new position. We ask that you at this time repeat your vows uh, with Kennedy. To Kennedy. We promise to support you as you take on this excellent task of serving God's people and humanity in general to become the best they can become. Kennedy, today, this morning, on this glorious Sabbath, I commit to the promise that God made to all of us that he will complete a good work in you. So with that, I'm going to commit to be your support, the listening ear. When you need a hug, when you need a push, I will be there. And in prayer, you know I'm on my knees all the time. I'm going to make sure I lift you up so that you can be the best service to God as you can be. Likewise, Kennedy, 
It's been an awesome opportunity to be before your presence, to serve you, to lift you up, and to cherish you as my own. And so with that being said, I will continue to hold you up and stand by your side as you serve the Lord in this house and in this capacity. I'm greatly moved by your desire to do so. And with that, the world in general, men, women, and children, they too also will be blessed. And if you don't mind, I would like to give a prayer, a blessing upon you. Lord God, what an awesome opportunity has been set before Kennedy. Lord, to be able to dedicate her service, her time, her talent, her treasures unto you and to the service of your, your children. We pray, Father God, now that as she moves forward, that she will be excited, Lord, and that she will be the, the instrument that you have called her to be. And that through her touch, Lord, many others, not just youth, Lord, but men, women, boys, and girls across this globe will be touched and will become a part of this wonderful family as a result. And they, too, will return unto you their time, talent, treasures. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, Kennedy, you've been called to follow the Bible and serve humanity. Isaiah 61 sums up your calling. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you, for he has called you, Kennedy, to preach good tidings unto the meek. He is sending you to bind up the brokenhearted, depressed, anxious, frustrated, fearful people. He asks you to proclaim liberty to captives and open the prison for those who are bound. And we ask you, Kennedy, are you willing to do this? I, ooh, I, Kennedy Meredith, am willing to use my time, talents, temples, and treasure to serve in the house of God, the world in general, men, women, and children. I will allow the Spirit to lead me wherever he will in whatever capacity I serve. I recognize my primary goals are to serve God first and to inspire those he died for with love, compassion, and non-judgmentally. Amen. Kennedy, as a result of your willingness to serve you, God is going to open doors that you never thought possible. He's going to bless you in ways that you never dreamed of. Creativity is just going to flow through you, and those dormant talents are going to spring to life. And all the blessings of Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14, are yours for the asking. At this time, we ask that our pastor would come forward to pray a blessing over Kennedy. Amen. Such a, a sweet program. I just want you to know that I support you, we support you, and we know that um, the calling that is on your life um, is a mighty one, and we have your back. Now for the cherry on top. Amen. <laughs> Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for uh, Kennedy's willingness to serve. And we thank you so much, Father, for um, touching her in such a way where she has a desire and a passion to follow you all the way. Now, God, as she takes up her new position um, in the kingdom of God, we pray now that you will sustain her. We beat back any enemy that may come against her. We set up a hedge of protection around this woman of God that she too, Father God, will draw others of her peers um, to become closer um, to you. Again, we thank you for her dedication, her commitment, we thank you for her willingness to serve. 
Now continue to guide her, O Father. Uh, continue to take her to the next level. And again, God, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you again for Kennedy. Thank you for her parents. We thank you for the stewardship team. We just pray your blessings upon our church again. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. God bless you. one more appeal and that's to you the church as a church our duty and highest calling are to support our young people as they navigate through life we are their examples of how to live before God we know that Kennedy will make mistakes we know that Kennedy will make mistakes Kennedy might get up here and she may say a first wrong she may misquote a doctrine she may make a mistake we also know that she is covered by the blood of God. Amen. So we ask for your help and support as members of the household of God. Please remember, Kennedy is a young lady. She still needs loving, kind guidance. Remember, you're young. You still need loving, kind guidance. If she stumbles as she serves, we ask that you remember God has inspired her <clears throat> to work in his vineyard. If she makes a mistake, please treat her better than you treat yourself. Right. Treat her with forgiveness and loving kindness. Amen. If she asks your young people to participate, which is why she's here, please support her. Her ministry won't look like my ministry or Lee's stewardship ministry. It's not supposed to. Please accept her ministry as the way that God leads her. So church family, we all know that no man or woman is an island and that it takes a village to raise a child. So each of us has a part to play. So at this time, I would ask that each of us would stand very quickly as we also make a promise to assist Kennedy as well. So please repeat after me, church family. Uh, this is for Kennedy. We promise to lift you in prayer. We promise to lift you in prayer. Cover you and all of our young people. Love you and all of our young people. With consistent love and kindness. With consistent love and kindness. Our desire is to make your service. Our desire is to make your service. In the house of God and the world in general. In the house of God and the world in general. For men, women, and children as light as possible. For men, women, and children as light as possible. We love you, Kennedy, and accept you. We love you, Kennedy, and accept you. As our director of the Stewardship Youth Program. As our director in the Stewardship Youth Program. And now the pastor has a final prayer of blessing over the entire church. Loving Lord God, again, we are so privileged and honored to be able to come before you. As we lift up our church on behalf of our stewardship team, we pray your covering over our church, yes. over our stewardship team, over the giving of this church. Let it rise to the occasion. Let it set the bar, O oh God, throughout the conference. Let your light shine so bright um, that the world will be able to see your moving upon this church as a result of Sister Kennedy, O oh God, and her yes, leadership and yes. the stewardship team. Cover us, keep us, we pray, and we again, we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You guys may be seated. You may be seated.
Okay, I want to um, thank each of you, and, and we're going to hold you to those vows that you took today. And I want you guys to remember, I heard, I can't help myself, I just have to do it. I heard um, Pastor President Bernard say that in January, there was a 10% decrease in um, tithe and offering. Now, I just want to leave this thought. Does that mean that God stopped blessing us by 10% in January? You guys make this a Sabbath day. Amen. Now, as I say, now is the time where everyone may participate, tithe and offering, and we ask that our deacons would come forward to lift our morning tithe and offering. If you remember in our Sabbath school lesson today, it talked about Moses, and it also talked about Noah, and then it also mentioned the chapter of faith, Hebrews 11. All of those were examples of where God tested his people. God is testing us. He's testing us in our tithe and offering, whether we really believe his promises, whether we really trust him, whether we really depend on him, or are we dependent on ourselves. God is just testing us because if he can't trust us with earthly treasure, how is he going to trust us with heavenly treasure? Let's continue to be faithful and honest in tithe and offering and let God know that we are here as his faithful stewards dedicating our time, talent, temple, and treasure to his service. Dear Father, we thank you so much for the honest and faithful tithe and offering being returned, Lord. And we know that you will use it for a worthy and holy purpose to save souls in your mighty kingdom and to build up the faith in us that will take us through the times ahead. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen. Please remember that you can also return your tithe and offering through Cash App at dollar sign T-O-P giving. Also through, uh, through, our, through our treasurer. Go ahead, gentlemen. Through our faithful treasurer, you may return it also. And then online through AdventistGiving.org. Thank you and have a blessed Sabbath.
Worship is for real. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. What? My worship is for real. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for keeping me. My worship is for real. What? Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, for waking me up this morning, starting me on my way. Thank you, Jesus. Put food on my table, clothes on my back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, you made a way out of no way. Thank you, Jesus, my worship is my worship, my worship. You can't tell it like I can tell it. You don't know. Like I know what God has done for me. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My worship is for real. Say, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. My worship is for real. Say yes. Say yes. My worship, my worship. Hallelujah. Words. Mama, 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 something's on the inside. Stir it up. Oh, mama. 
he's just good like that. Oh, he's good like that. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Man, oh man. <laughs> Certain songs, boy, they just do something to you. They wake that thing up in you that's been asleep all week. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, my Lord. I'm a, I'm a, ah. I get up here and I lose my sight. I lose my direction. I, I get lost when I get up here. I'm going to need a road map. Help me, Holy Ghost. Help me stay on course. <laughs> I get up here and get blind to zone and don't know where I need to go and just go anywhere. My Lord, my Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I know they online probably wonder what in the world are they doing up in there? <laughs> Sister, my leg already jumping. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I hadn't even read the scripture yet in my leg jumping. My Lord, my Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, you don't know. Yes, sir. Man, we'll be here all day. We'll be here all day. My Lord, my Lord. God is good. And all the time. I want to welcome you to the tabernacle of praise. Come on, somebody. This is what we do. This ain't for show. We've been through some things. My Lord, God is good. We want to jump into the word, jump into the word. He is truly worthy of the word. And there is a word from the Lord. I pray that we leave here encouraged, enlightened, and ready to be about our Father's business. If you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me to the book of Matthew. I want to read in, your, in the first, in the 17th through the 22nd. Matthew 21, verses 17 through 21. If you can stand with me as we read the word of God. We're going to read this all together. This, this should be on your screen. Matthew chapter 21, and we want to read from 17. You don't have 18, 18 through 22. Thank you. That's what I sent you. Yes, sir. Help the preacher. I told you I lost my. We about to go somewhere. Y'all hold on tight. <laughs> I know these seats don't have seat belts, but come on. 18, 18, Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22. Let's all read that together. Now in the morning, as he returned to the city, he was hungry. And seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves. And said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the fig tree withered away. And when his disciples how withered away so soon. So the of the is 
do not doubt. You will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Amen, amen. And believing you will receive, amen. Today, today I want us to just look a little bit at nothing but leaves. Nothing but leaves. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful, so privileged, so honored to be able to come before you on this platform. We recognize, Father, that all that we have, we have because of you. Not I, but Christ that dwells on the inside. So as we move deeper into this experience, we ask your Holy Spirit to speak to us through thy word, for thy word is truth. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen again. Nothing but leaves. Nothing but leaves. Just this past week, we celebrated what we call Sunday, um, Easter Sunday or, or the, or the um, Good Friday, um, that weekend where we celebrate Jesus' life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I want to pick the story up again as we continue with this, um, with this holy week, this awesome week. As we pick the story up of as Jesus rides um, triumphantly into Jerusalem on a donkey and drives a corrupted merchants out of the temple. We talked about that in, in short. Um, he curses this fig tree in the text which we will be dealing with today. Um, and as a, his authority was challenged, he had the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, those that God had set up to be the light to lead people to God, who set up barriers to keep people from God. Jesus dealt with that. And then Jesus closes it out with, by telling us at least two parables um, of the good son or the son. And then he talks about um, another parable of the seed. But Matthew 21 is what we want to pitch our tent today, can be broken up into at least seven um, sections. Uh, the first section is the uh, acclamation. This is where Jesus rides into um, um, Jerusalem there on the donkey uh, uh, or on the colt. Uh, uh, section two can be found in the purification. Um, we see here where Jesus uh, 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 purifies the temple. He goes into the temple. He cleans it out. He shakes some things up, uh, makes some folk a little uncomfortable. So you have the acclamation, then you have the purification, and then Jesus moves on a little bit deeper as we read in Matthew 21 where Jesus talks about now the restoration where he uh, uh, gives life to the sick and those that were, that were, that, that, that were uh, um, um, sick with, with um, illnesses. Jesus Jesus was, was restoring folk as Jesus entered into the city. The Bible says that the multitude brought all of those individuals that were sick, that were having health challenges. And so Jesus did a restoration uh, uh, process. And then you have the, uh, 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 the um, protestation 
period right here is what we'll be uh, 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 dealing with where Jesus now has to deal with uh, uh, individuals as they came to him as he as he was challenged as he was as he was being tortured and tormented but then Jesus moves on a little bit further and he deals with the deterioration uh, in this Matthew chapter 21 section. So we deal with the acclamation, the, the purification, the restoration, the protestation, and then the, 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 uh, the deterioration, which is what we want to deal with today as now we see Jesus curses this fig tree. He, it, it withers away. It deteriorates right in front of the disciples' eyes. And then Jesus moves on a little bit further in Matthew chapter 21, where now he deals with the confrontation. Now he's being confronted uh, uh, by the teachers of the law, as I mentioned a moment ago. These individuals that were set in place to be able to tell us, to teach those that didn't know about God, to teach those that, that didn't know about the Savior. They were set up to be able to tell not just individuals, but tell the world of a soon coming Savior. So Jesus has to deal now with this confrontation. And now Jesus moves on as he closes out uh, in uh, chapter 21 where he deals with this illustration as I spoke of a moment ago where Jesus deal with the parable of the two sons and then the parable of, of the uh, uh, a wicked uh, uh, vine dresser. But today I want us to just back up a little bit, if you will, as we, as we see here Jesus returning to Jerusalem in the morning. The Lord came to this fig tree. This is where we want to pitch our tent today, if you don't mind, where Jesus sees this fig tree hoping to find fruit on this fig tree, on this here fig tree to satisfy what the Bible says Jesus was hungry. Uh, Jesus was hungry. And so Jesus was was looking to satisfy his appetite, but yet finding nothing on it but leaves, nothing but leaves, nothing but leaves. He said, let no fruit grow on you ever again. And immediately the text tells us that this fig tree withered away. But I like Mark's account because see, sometimes we understand that Mark's account gives a little different variation. Uh, we understand that the Bible makes no mistakes and that the Bible cannot lie. Uh, but Mark's account comments, uh, a comment is made that it was not the season for the figs. You have to understand that therefore his condemning the tree because it had no fruit would seem to picture the Savior as unreasonable and, 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 and well as impatient. Knowing this cannot be true. How is this difficulty explained? How is it that Mark's account differs from Matthew account? Well, we must understand that the fig trees in the Bible land produces an earlier, an uh, uh, edible fruit before the leaves were even appear. You have to understand that just because uh, there were leaves on the fig tree uh, does not necessarily 
necessarily mean that figs would have been on that tree. This was a, 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 a harbinger of the religious crop. In other words, this right here was something that the, that the, um, that the um, farmers and those that plant the crops understood that there are times when you may see this here fig tree. You may have fruit. There are times you may not have fruit. But what we have to understand is that if no earlier figs appeared, as in the case of this fig tree, it indicated that there would be no regular figs afterwards. So while it wasn't unreasonable to look at the fig tree and see figs, but not see, I mean, to see leaves and not fruit, uh, uh, in this context, we understand and realize that this fig tree right here, uh, uh, there was an earlier season where this fig tree should have produced fruit. I want you to follow me because this is the only miracle in which Christ cursed rather than blessed, destroyed rather than restored life. This has been raised as a difficulty in the scriptures. Such criticism betrays the uh, uh, ignorance of the person of Christ. You have to understand that he is God, the sovereign of the universe. Some of his dealings are mysterious. There are some things that God does that just going to just make us wonder and wonder and wonder and wonder and even wonder a little bit more and maybe a little bit more there are some things that God does that we're just not going to be able to understand and the sooner we get that understanding the better off will be but see in this case here the Lord knew that the fig tree would never bear figs he acted as a farmer would in removing the barren tree from the orchard. I talked about it before, and I love talking about it. how my wife, we have a little garden that she put together. And I, like I said, my thumbs are all black, as you can see. Uh, but my wife has what we call a green thumb, uh, where she's able to go out and plant stuff, and, and it grows. I can plant it, but, but I doubt very seriously that it will grow it's not that I don't know how to plant it's not that I just don't know what to plant it's just that I just don't plant and in order for something to grow sister Bev that you plant you have to first plant it okay y'all get that later y'all get that later and so, and so even, even those who criticized our Lord for cursing this fig tree admits this one thing, um, uh, that it was symbolic in action. This incident is the Savior's interpretation of the tumultuous welcome he had just received when he entered into Jerusalem. And like the vine and the olive tree, the fig tree represented the nation of Israel. And so when Jesus came to the nation, uh, there were leaves. Uh, when Jesus spoke of the profession, uh, uh, he understand that there were no leaves. No fruit, should I say. He saw leaves as he entered in, uh, but once he got in, uh, he saw no fruit. 
I need y'all to follow me because, see, you have to understand that Jesus was hungry for fruit from Israel. He was looking for fruit from the very people that he set up to be the light that shines in a dark place. But because there was no early fruit, he knew that there will be no fruit later from these unbelieving people. And so he cursed the fig tree. This, this here prepictured the judgment which would fall on Israel in 70 AD. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing while the disciples around him was amazed at what he was doing. So we must remember that while unbelieving Israel would be fruitless forever, the remnant would return to the Messiah. They will bring forth the fruit unto him. And although the primary interpretation of this passage relates to Israel, I submit to you today um, that it has application to the people of God uh, of all ages who combine high talk with low walk. So when the disciples expressed amazement at the sudden withering of the tree, the Lord told them that they could do greater miracles than this if they had faith. For example, they could say to the mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and it would happen. And whatever thing you ask in prayer believing it you would receive again we must take a moment and explain that these seemingly unqualified promises concerning prayer must be understood in the light of all that the bible teaches on the subject of prayer you see verse 22 does not mean that any christian can ask anything he or she wants and expect to get it we must pray in accordance with the conditions laid down in the bible it's not just what I want, what I desire. It's not just name it and claim it, speak to it, and it must happen. If it's not in line with the word of God, your prayers mean nothing. Trying to help somebody here. Because if we understand that we are walking with Jesus and his disciples through these last weeks of his earthly ministry. And it is amazing that Jesus was able to pack so much activity into the seven day period. He accomplished much during these seven days and not a single moment was wasted by the Lord. He understood the times that he was in. He understood what was going on. He understood what was about to take place in just a few days. And so he was unpacking all that he had to get a people prepared to receive him when he comes. And so while this text speaks primarily of, to Israel, there is also a word of warning here for all people because the Lord Jesus wants us all to know that he is examining our lives. 
that he want us to know that he is looking for genuine spiritual fruits out of our lives. When he finds that fruit, we are blessed. But when he does not find it, there is a high price to pay. I want you to see with me, if you don't mind, the Lord's desires, the Lord's disappointment, the Lord's declaration, and the Lord's demonstration. And I'm going to humbly get out of your way. Um, let me move on. Uh, uh, the Lord desires. Uh, you see, Jesus and his men, uh, as they travel into Bethany, back into Jerusalem, the Lord Jesus became very hungry. When Jesus was born into this world, uh, he said he he. he he laid aside his heavenly glory for a time to live in this world as a man. And the one who made all things became dependent upon the things that he had made. The paradox of the earthly life of Jesus Christ is summed up in the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9 where he says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus, that though he he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might become rich. We need to understand that the creator became a helpless infant, dependent upon his mother for everything. He owned all things, but yet he possessed nothing. He created the stars, but yet he had nowhere to lay his own head. He fashioned everything there is out of nothing but yet he had to borrow a boat to preach the gospel message he created every drop of water that existed in the world but yet he cried out I thirst and as he was dying on the cross he created every tree but he died on a borrowed cross he created every rock but yet he had a borrowed tomb in which he was buried he used the cloud as his chariots but yet he had to borrow a donkey to ride into Jerusalem and all these things are clear evidence of my Jesus's humanity you see when Jesus was born into this world he remained fully God but yet he became fully man this is seen in many areas of his life just consider with me if you will that Jesus experienced hunger. Jesus experienced thirst. Jesus experienced weariness. Jesus experienced pain. Jesus even experienced rejection. Jesus experienced loneliness. Jesus even experienced poverty. So Jesus know exactly what is a life to have your back turned on him. Jesus know what is a like to be standing left holding the bag. Jesus understands all that you go through. There is nothing that we can ever experience that Jesus hadn't already related to. I don't care what you say and I don't care how you feel but I need us to understand today that Jesus know you better than you know yourself. And while things may be looking a little bleak right now and while things may be looking a little overwhelming right now, there is nothing that you can experience nothing that you can go through that Jesus hadn't already encountered you need my brothers and sisters I need you to understand that there is 
more that could be said uh, about his human experience. Uh, but we need to remember uh, that he endured uh, all he did uh, so that he might identify uh, with you and with me. Um, I don't know why he did it, uh, but I'm so glad uh, that he did. Uh, I'm glad that Jesus uh, can experience with me. Um, I'm glad that Jesus uh, understand what I go through. Uh, I'm glad that Jesus uh, is able to relate to little old me um, because I found myself uh, in situations uh, where my close friends uh, couldn't relate. Uh, I found myself uh, in situations uh, when even my close friends uh, couldn't understand. Uh, even my daddy was left speechless. Uh, mama was quiet. Uh, sisters had nothing to say. Uh, brothers stepped aside. Uh, I'm so glad this morning uh, that Jesus know me uh, that Jesus understands me uh, so whatever come what may uh, whatever shows up uh, I'm so glad uh, that Jesus got my back hey I'm so glad that Jesus uh, got my back uh, that he know me uh, that he see me um, and he can relate to me so 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 I want you to understand my brothers and sisters uh, that I praise God uh, that Jesus because became uh, a man uh, so that we might have uh, a redeemer and a friend uh, that stick it closer than any brother oh can I move on to my next point Oh, I know my time is running out, uh, but let me just move on to the Lord's uh, disappointment. Uh, you see, we understand here that the text, uh, I'm going to stay with the text. Can I stay with the text, Elder? The text uh, tells us that Jesus is hungry. As, as he walked, uh, Jesus sees uh, this fig tree uh, afar off, uh, and this fig tree uh, is in full leaf. So Jesus goes to it hoping to find uh, some food uh, on this here leaf. I just need some figs. And so when he comes to the tree, uh, he finds nothing but leaves. Then the text tells us that the time of the figs, according to Mark, not yet. In order to understand what is happening here, we need to examine um, uh, this verse just a little bit closer. You see, fig trees uh, were and are very common in Israel. You see, the common fig, uh, which is mentioned, is mentioned over 60 times uh, uh, in the Bible. It, it is one of the most important trees uh, in the word of God. Uh, just follow with me, if you will. Um, you see, it is the first mentioned uh, in Genesis chapter 3 um, verse 7 um, when Adam and Eve uh, used it to cover themselves uh, they used it uh, to cover their nakedness um, where the figs were a vital part um, of the Middle Eastern diet um, the figs were sweet to its taste um, you see the figs ripe figs I'm talking about the first ripe figs um, were especially valued um, fig trees were valued for their shade um, it, 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 it was a sign of, of 
peace and prosperity to sit in the shade of a fig tree. You see, it was under a fig tree that Jesus first saw Nathaniel. Good figs were used a picture of obedience to believers, while rotten figs were used as a picture of wicked men. You see, the fig trees were used by the Old Testament prophets as a sign of judgment, and the fig tree was used also as a symbol of the nation of Israel. So what we have to understand as we go forward is that Israel was just like this fruitless fig tree. They had all the signs of spiritual life. They had no fruit. They were keeping the letter of the law. They were carrying out the temple ceremonies. They were observing the ancient feasts and, and the sacrifices. They were religious in every detail. But they had no spiritual fruit. Israel promised all who saw her said that her that she would show them the way to God. That was their task. That was their responsibility. She could only show them the way to a religious bondage and the way to hell. Israel had gone, had grown no leaves. I mean no figs. They had leaves but they had no figs. Israel had no fruit to bear. Out of all that they had, uh, they had all the right music. They had all the right language. Uh, they showed up and showed out, uh, but they had no fruit. They were spiritually barren. Israel had been given every advantage that they could be offered to a people. They had received the personal attention and the redemption of Almighty God. They had been planted in a good land. They had the word of God, the prophets of God, and the temple of God. They had everything that they needed for a spiritual bumper crop. But they remained fruitless. Israel had no fruit now and there would be none in the future. And Jesus was able to look at the situation and said, I see you now and I'll see you later. And he said exactly that. I see you now and I'll see you later. So as you might imagine, uh, there is a message here for us today, my brothers and sisters. I want us to understand that when the Lord examines our lives, he does uh, what he does. Uh, he does what he does and what he sees. Uh, uh, he does, he see us bearing fruit to the glory of God. Or do he see a tree that has gone fruitless? Let's face it, my brothers and sisters, uh, we have been given every special advantage. Uh, we have been given every special advantage uh, God has to offer. Uh, we have the word of God. Uh, we have his commandments. Uh, we have the spirit of prophecy, his church and his spirit. Uh, we have been blessed above and beyond. Uh, there is no excuse for us being a fruitless branch. We have all the appearance of life. We use the right Bible. 
Sing the right songs. Preach the right message. Walk the right path. When people look at this church, they can see our leaves. We have a reputation even in this community. They see us week in and week out. They see us as we worship. They see us entering in once a week. They see us as Sabbath keepers. But my question is, do they see leaves or do they see fruit? Leaves. But is there any fruit? Let me move on. Let me move on because I need us to understand. Uh, 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 I need us to understand that Jesus, Jesus know exactly what's going on. You see, we are really, and you know, we need to ask our, ourselves uh, uh, this question. Are we really in love with Jesus? Are we really in love with one another? Are we loving one another the way that we should? Uh, is he the centerpiece of all that we do? Uh, is there real commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ? Or do we merely give him lip service? You see, is Tabernacle of Praise the church of all leaves? Or do we have fruit that honors our Lord and Savior? Oh, what about what about in your own individual lives? Are you all leaves or do you have fruit? Let's take a minute and examine ourselves before the Lord this morning. Can we just take a check of ourselves? Can we just ask ourselves? these following questions is Jesus really the first priority in your life or is his will his worship and his work just an aftermath do you have all the trappings of a religious of a religion and salvation but no real commitment to God do you shout and testify and pretend to worship while you hold things in your hearts against one another. Do you look and act saved at church but live like the devil everywhere else? Do you plan your life around all the things you want to do but don't see the need to plan your things around the Lord's work? Do you have any real fruit in your life? You see, fruit is always the evidence of genuine salvation. We understand and know that when a person is saved by God's grace, that they will bear fruit for his glory. The fruit on the vine is evident of life within the branch. And as the branch yields to the vine, and as the vine lives through the branch, fruit then appears. So what kind of fruit? What kind of fruit if they change life? What kind of fruit? A vibrant witness. Uh, the kind of fruit that you want to bear. The evidence of inward life. See, not everyone bears the same amount of fruit. Everyone who is saved bears some type of fruit. Let me move on. You see, uh, uh, the Lord uh, also, also uh, uh, gives this declaration. Uh, 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 the Lord said, because the fig tree was barren, when it promised fruit, the Lord Jesus pronounced a curse upon it. He declared that it was to be fruitless forever. And some would think that this is a far reach 
Uh, they read it this as if Jesus was just insensitive. You see, but the phrase at the end of verse 13 says, for the time of the figs was not yet come, according to Mark. You see, leaves then, uh, uh, leads then to conclude that Jesus was expecting something from the tree that the tree could not do. We have already disclosed this, discussed that, 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 uh, 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 that, uh, uh, uh no, no, no matter what, uh, uh, Jesus know exactly what we need before we're in need of it. If there were leaves on the tree, then there should have been fruit as well. Jesus cursed the tree for its hypocrisy. You see, the lack of fruit was not the reason for the curse. It was the pretense of the leaves. In other words, the tree was making promises that it could not deliver. I'm showing all of these leaves. If you're showing leaves, you ought to show fruit. You're deceiving me. You're deceiving and deception because you're saying one thing, but you're doing something else. So here it is. Here is what we need to see today. That the Lord is looking for fruit. If he finds it in our lives, he will bless us and cause us to be even more fruitful. But if we, if he does not find the fruit in our lives, he will take whatever steps necessary to make it fruitful. So the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, the Lord, a, a, a demonstration, the Lord's demonstration and I'm done. The disciples heard Jesus when he cursed a fig tree. The next day, as they passed by, they saw that the fig tree was, was barren. It had dried up from the roots. Peter called the Lord's attention to the miracle. These men could see that the Lord had worked a miracle and that this miracle had a special lesson to teach. This miracle was a clear demonstration of the Lord's sovereignty over all things, including nature. Notice, usually when a tree dries up, it does so from the top to the bottom. But the root system will be the last part of the tree that dries up. But not this tree. The Bible says that Jesus cursed it and it died from the roots up. Unlike in the temple when Jesus died, the Bible says that the curtain was torn from the top to the bottom Normally you rip it from the bottom and up. But Jesus is showing them, not only do I have power over life and death, but I also have power over nature. This is simply a picture of total destruction. When Jesus does something, he don't have to do it, but he do it 
all the way. He go above and beyond. Again, this tree is a picture of Israel. They have been judged by the Lord for their hypocrisy and their rejection of the Messiah. They were destroyed from the root up. Um, here was the message uh, of John the Baptist to Israel uh, found in Matthew chapter 3 verse 10. Uh, it says and now also uh, the axe had laid unto the root uh, of the tree. Uh, therefore every tree uh, which bringeth not forth good fruit uh, is hewn down uh, and cast into the fire. I submit to you today my brothers and sisters uh, that Jesus is not just a looking up for leaves. Jesus is looking for fruit. If you're bearing leaves, you ought to be bearing fruit. You ought to be showing evidence of life within your ministry because the truth of the matter is every last one of us, God has given a gift. Every last one of us, God has given us a special talent. There is not one one of us in here that can walk out those doors uh, declaring I have no gift uh, I have no fruit uh, I'm not able to bear fruit uh, if that's the case uh, then Jesus said I will cast you down um, I will cast you down um, and throw you into the fire what use is a tree um, with no fruit uh, what use is having a tree uh, that serves no purpose uh, I submit to you today family of God uh, and I'm going to do my best to get out of your way uh, that God is calling us uh, to not just be light bearers uh, but be the bright light bearers uh, not just in the church uh, not just when you are around like minded folk uh, but on your jobs uh, I need you to bear fruit in your community I need you to bear fruit in your neighborhood you ought to be laying seeds down somebody ought to know you've been down this path because of the seeds not breadcrumbs I'm talking seeds they ought to know that you've been here because you've been laying seeds down and somebody ought to be able to say that they are in here because because of what you've done uh, that they are here uh, because of the seeds uh, that you've laid down uh, I see the leaves on you uh, I see the potential uh, but now I need to see the fruit uh, now I need to see the fruit uh, because Jesus said I'm not just hungry uh, physically uh, but I'm hungry spiritually uh, I need some folk uh, just two or three uh, who are called by my name uh, who don't mind telling in a dying world uh, about a soon coming savior do that do i have one or two uh, that don't mind letting somebody uh, somewhere uh, know about a jesus uh, that can do it all uh, is there one or two uh, oh i wish i had my help right there uh, i said is there one or two uh, that don't mind stepping out of your comfort zone uh, and telling somebody uh, about jesus uh, who is able to fix it up. He's a mind regulator. He fixed 
fix broken hearts. Oh, I wish I had my help right there. That he can do it if you but just let him. I can handle it. Jesus said I can do it. He said if you just turn it over to me. He said I can do it. He said I'll make the wrong right. If you but just trust me. I'll make the crooked road straight. If I can get two or three that don't mind standing up. If I can get just a couple of folk that don't mind being a witness. That don't mind declaring. I'm not just a branch bearing leaves. But there's something on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh what a change that has come over me. So when I leave this place. I want everybody to know that I've bared some fruit. It may not be the kind of fruit that you like. It may not be the kind of fruit that you think I ought to bear. Because you have to understand that you didn't plant me. You didn't raise me. You didn't make me. You didn't save me. But it was God, my Redeemer. Help me right there, Holy Ghost. My Savior, my King, Lord of Lord, my everything. Good in the morning, good in the evening. He's good when the sun goes down. I don't want to be a just a leaf bearer. I don't want to be just somebody bearing leaves, but I want to bear fruit for my Savior. I want to bear fruit for my Jesus, because he that shall come, will come. I told you I'm going to try to get out of here. He that shall come, and will not tarry I just want my Jesus to say well done 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 my good and faithful servant you've been faithful over a few things come on up a little bit higher come on up just a little bit higher and I'll make you ruler over many things he's good like that he's worthy he's worthy he's worthy oh he's worthy oh he's worthy hey he's worthy but leaves it's time to make that change what do Jesus see when he look at you what will he say when you stand before the father I want him to say well done well done my good and faithful servant. Well done. My good and faithful. Faithful over a few. Come on, I'll make you ruler over many. I don't know about you. But I want to be ready to receive him when he comes. 
I want to be able to wrap my arms. I want to wrap my arms around him. I want to be able to hug him. I can wrap my arm around him now and I feel like I'm just holding me. But one day, I'll be able to see him as he is. Hell, that I can wrap my arms around him and I'll feel him. I'll be able to touch him. I'll be able to smell him. I can hear him. Hey, hey, hey. There may be somebody here that have not made their calling and election sure and you want to have that same experience. That you want to be able to hold Jesus. You may have messed up along the way. You may have fallen short. And today is your day to say, Lord, I want to come on back home. I want you to see not just leaves. But I want you to see the fruit. And not just any kind of fruit. But fruit that is pleasing for your kingdom. If you're that one person... I invite you to come down. Is there one? Is there one? Jesus, you see our hearts. You see our minds. You know what we need before we're in need of it. There may be somebody here that you want to be baptized. You want to you want to take your residence in the watery grave of baptism I want to invite you to come is there one is there one our father and our God you see our hearts you see our minds you know what we need move now in Jesus name Amen. 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 What a powerful message, Pastor. Sobering message. We can't hear that message. And go back and just have leaves. We can't just be a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. We want to truly have the spirit of God within us. We don't want to just bear the name. But we want to tell the world about Jesus. Amen. We want to acknowledge our visitor this morning. Truly, we thank you for coming. We pray that it has been a blessing to all of us. Now, let's stand as we are dismissed this, this afternoon. Father God, we're so thankful for this message that we've heard, Lord. We pray, Lord, that we don't, that we just won't have the habiliments or the accoutrements, Lord, but we'll have the true fruit of the Spirit, of your Spirit, Father. Now bless us all and keep us by your keeping power. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. 
Amen. 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 You may be seated as the deacons usher you out.